evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today, uh, if you're hearing this, that means I am not here, actually. Mm-mm, he is off in the in the wild... The cold yonder. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I have a contract um, to work in the South Pole until October. And if you're hearing this, that means that I have actually uh, been fulfilled in that contract... And I am now in the South Pole instead of here in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, so we are making these little mini kind of podcasts, about half hour each. So I guess mm-hmm. they're good sized podcasts. Yeah. But um, we're going to kind of call these the beginning of the Antarctica podcast because, well, I'm in Antarctica. And uh, we may not be able to get as many to you as we did before, but we're definitely going to try to get as many as we can. Yeah. All right. So um, the theme for these Antarctica podcasts are going to be... Pilots to television shows. Yeah, pilots or first episodes, yes. like whatever we can get our hands on. Or if we're feeling really, really saucy, um, very, very notorious episodes, but yeah. that comes later. Uh, right now, we're going to start with the first episodes, and uh, the episode that we watched today was from a little uh, known show. I don't think a lot of people know it. No. It's, uh, it's actually called Star Trek. I, I heard of this. Uh, I, I heard it was a good show. Uh, I know it didn't, uh, it didn't really go anywhere i know i know it didn't really get a big following i went blind into this because i'd never heard (laughs) about this before um no everybody knows everyone everyone and their father has seen at least some part of star trek in their life so i've never seen um any star trek episodes at least none that i can uh, uh consciously think of i think i might have put the triple episode on at one point but i can't honestly and truly think of uh, any other time that I've seen Star Trek or any of the Star Trek series. You you have watched Shatner sing Rocket Man more than you've seen any episode of Star Trek. Like, and I'm even talking like, I've probably seen more hours of Shatner singing Rocket Man than I've seen hours of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, total. How about Next Generation? Including Next Generation. Wow. I have seen, I think, the first episode, or at least the first half episode of Enterprise. Oh, that's because it was Scott. Yeah, exactly. I'm a Quantum Leap fan. And and he's your man crush. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, ooh, Scotty B. (laughs) So I'm like, I got to see what, and I didn't like it. Uh, But again, I don't think it was for me because I really wasn't a Star Trek fan. Like, there are. Where's Al? (laughs) There's, well, there's literally decades of lore and, 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 and stuff. Actually. I don't know. I never heard. I never watched Enterprise. In fact, I, I hear that um, when it was first on, people were kind of lukewarm to it. But I also hear that in the years since, it's kind of gotten a reappraisal and uh, is actually considered quite fondly by fans. I could be wrong. I have a feeling uh, Star, or excuse me, Star Trek, much like The Simpsons uh, nowadays, is better in retrospect. Yeah, more people. Uh, like watch a new episode and think no or a new series and go no and then a couple years later they're like eh, it wasn't bad actually I don't know yeah. what I was thinking uh, I, I think I, it's it's odd I think people like nostalgia more than they like uh, new yeah, yeah, new new things um, well I also think that a lot of it is uh, there's always a lot of uh, in, in so many words there's usually a lot of hype going into something yeah uh, especially a new Star Trek series that's supposed to be I think take place uh, I think centuries it was a yeah before all the other stuff and um, 
and I think people were kind of underwhelmed. But uh, again, like I said, I think I can't be sure, but I think that people have grown uh, more uh, in love with it. But it doesn't really matter because we're not talking about that. Yeah, we're talking about the Man Trap, which was the first episode of Star Trek. We looked for the pilot. And we couldn't find it. Yeah, um, uh, I'm sure it's out there. And maybe next time. Yeah, but like this is this is a good uh, good silver medal. All right, so uh, why don't you give a very brief description about what you saw, and I'm gonna drink liquor. Okay. Uh, so uh, the the captain and the crew are are going to some some desert planet uh, where there where there's a. Uh, yeah, just some. I, I guess he was a re- he was a professor, and um, mm-hmm. uh, Bone Leonard Bones McCoy uh, was also tagging along because he was gonna uh, visit a uh, an old flame. an old sweetheart, and uh, he sees her, and she hasn't aged a day since she last saw her. Uh, uh, the other crewman who was late who'd. Uh, who is in disguise as a red shirt, but yeah. not a red shirt. <laughs> not technically a red shirt, but the spirit of a red yeah. shirt. Yeah. Uh, he sees a beautiful blonde woman, uh, and Shatner sees an old lady. Yep. Which uh, makes us wonder about Shatner. Well, I think what it was is uh, she, that was like, actually, no, it doesn't, because it's supposed to be uh, what the lady really looked like, uh, Helen was supposed to really look like, yeah. but, I mean... That's not what the monster looked like, but we're getting ahead of ourselves, so I don't yeah. even know why he didn't see her as a beautiful anything. Uh, maybe maybe it's uh, what he interpreted she looked like. Yeah, he's like, that, that's she, the, the, she had to have been at least 20 years older than you remember her. Like, Bones, you're ancient. <laughs> you were at least 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> when 75 old years you'll be... Uh, Look this good, you will not, hmm? Mm-hmm. Bones, you clearly are speaking garbled. What's wrong with you? You're one to talk. Uh, to <laughs> shay. Hey. <laughs> Rock. It. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, but it, it, the thing is, is that uh, Shatner doesn't act like that. I, I think that was mainly a, uh, a thing from uh, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I also think that this was only the first episode. He hadn't, he hadn't found his, uh, pure Shatner, uh, yet. Although, I will say that there were moments which definitely felt, felt like a lot of pure Shatner. Oh, he, he, don't get me wrong, he was still a ham. But, uh, he wasn't, um, I think that people just embellish who he is, who he was, yeah. uh, back in the day. Which is fine, because I'm all about embellishing, like, that is how I make my life. Yeah. Uh, but go on. Uh, well, I, monster. Uh, yeah. Mon- uh, long story short, the beautiful lady was a was a salt sucking monster who uh, killed people by eating their salt. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she gets on the ship, and uh, it's a uh, who's who's who, uh, a uh, kind of a who goes know, there, yeah, kind of thing. with uh, doppelgangers and and intrigue and. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, there's a few things I want to point out, but first thing, I think that this is actually a very, very interesting uh, episode to pick since I'm going to Antarctica soon, or I'm in, no, I'm, the, I'm in Antarctica. Yeah, with the thing? Yeah, because uh, there is a very much thing uh, presence to this. Yeah, I, I do wonder if uh, John... Well, no, was, John Carpenter didn't get it from this because, uh, you know, the thing... The Thing was a 50s movie. Yep, and it was also based off of a short story called Who Goes There. 
Oh, no uh, shit. Yeah, back in, I think the, uh, again, I think back in the 50s or something like that. Do, uh, do, who wrote that? Do you know? I have no idea. Because that, that sounds very... Gene Roddenberry. Uh, it might be. Oh. But I was going to say, it sounds very Matheson-esque. Um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Matheson, but, right. uh... But anyway, like, uh, that that is one thing I kind of was like, yeah, I kind of see, you know, this is actually ties in well with the whole Antarctica thing. Yeah. Um, but also, and this is something I feel must be addressed, uh... William Shatner, I'm sorry, Captain Kirk. Yeah. Is a very bad captain. He is not a good leader on this ship whatsoever. Did we figure out the body count? Wasn't it like nine or ten people? It was at least four people that we saw for sure. Because uh, uh, there was uh, the first guy, the first guy, uh, the uh, the bald the balding guy that yeah. came after. Well, the, there was two more that came down there and got killed immediately. Uh, yeah, there were. Yeah, there was the first two. Uh, the guy, uh, the gold shirt that he disguised as. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Then there was another person he killed on the ship proper. Yeah. Um, they... another crew member. Then the professor. Then the professor. And then I think that was it. Then he almost got Captain Kirk. Yeah, he nearly got Kirk. He almost got Kirked. And, yeah, so, I, I don't know how many people are on this, uh, on this spaceship, but I can tell you this much that if you lose four people on an expedition, that, that really doesn't bode well for you being, uh, like being a, a captain on a any kind of vessel. Like, go like, ahead. Yeah, like Lewis and Clark spanned a continent during typhoid. <laughs> like, if, um, like. If we lost four people on the Apollo 11 mission, yeah. we would have lost oh, one too many people. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> was there like a chimp hiding in, in a hatch that I didn't know about? There was an extra guy that they didn't tell you about. Uh, there was uh, there was Gus Gus. Uh, yeah, it, was, <laughs> it, was the, it was the inflatable co-pilot from Airplane. <laughs> and so they lost all the people and then the uh, inflatable co-pilot like got decompressed yep. in the vacuum of space and then that was it. But uh, like even, you know, even today, like a... a like when, uh, like I know when when we think of of war and stuff like that, we we tend to think in big numbers. But like when when four soldiers die overseas, it's still a big deal. Yeah. Um. So this is like four. This was like four of his crew in the span of hours. Yeah. Like he was not very good at what he did. And not only that... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go on. Uh, I was going to say, not only that, there was this big scene uh, where they were discussing how to stop the alien. They knew there was a shape-shifting alien among them. Yeah. They knew that it was like, all right, we have to, you know, we, we, we got to do something or else it's going to kill the entire crew. <laughs> and... Well, I'm glad... You know, I'm happy with the gaps. I can use that for noise uh, cancellation later on. Oh, perfect. And, um... So, uh, he's saying this to all these people, like, I, I trust all of you are the right people, while, like, not testing any of them to see if yeah. any of them are a monster, because the monster is there, sitting right next to him, and he never figures it out. He's like, let's tell exactly how we're gonna do it. Maybe we shouldn't fight the monster. Oh, Bones, you cracked me up. <laughs> uh, I, I, have a th I have a feeling it was a little bit of a, a case of Dunning-Kruger, <laughs> where it was uh, like, I don't need to test these people. I'm gonna figure it out with the Battle of Wits. <laughs> you know, I really thought that it was going towards. I thought that they were gonna do the whole like he's given his his plan of how to fight the monster way, but like he's really studying each and every one of them to see which one slips, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, 
You know, yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that would have been cool. That would have made Kirk actually look like a badass. Like Columbo with a gun? Oh, yeah. one more thing. <laughs> exactly. And no, it, it didn't do that. He actually almost got sucked by the salt monster. Yeah, I know. Like, it, it was just a good thing uh, when he walked into Bones' room and she was the form of the monster. Yeah, like, he didn't have to figure anything out. He was just kind of like, oh, you were disguised as Bones. So I went to Bone's room and you were just hanging out. There. <laughs> like I you know, I I like to believe that he didn't believe them all along. Like, there's no such thing. These guys are pulling my leg. <laughs> but one thing I do want to point out that all like I talked about a lot while we were watching the show. Yeah. That um I knew that there was kind of a reputation of like, you know, uh, the cheap corniness of the original Star Trek. And I will admit that um as I was watching it, like, I could definitely see a lot of the cheap corniness, like, yeah. like he's on an elevator and it's just, like, uh, just mesh with some lights going behind it and yeah. everything, and, but, like, I appreciate so much the spirit of the show of how they did all this stuff. It, it, it makes me, uh, it, I, I do think that, uh, I, M MST3K probably drew a lot of inspiration from Star Trek, amongst yeah. other, other things, but... Yeah, especially having uh, cheaper sets, but using it to your advantage. Yeah, like, uh, I remember I was talking about the... Because when they die, they have, like, uh, suction marks on their face. Yeah. And I was like, I bet you they just took, like, a suction cup and just, you know, just do a little blap, blap, blap on their face. And, like, maybe put some, uh, like, lipstick on it and then just put the suction cup on there. Yeah, they were, they were cheaper than that. They just rubbed their faces on the bottom of a shower room <laughs> floor and gave themselves ring room. Ring, ring room. 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 Over there. <laughs> So yes, I I, I appreciate the, uh, for lack of a better term, enterprising uh, spirit of the uh -huh. show. Like, all right, we're going to use these you know, cheapo ways to do this, but we're going to do it in enough of a way that you can kind of know that it's cheapo, but it's good enough that the illusion is complete. Yeah, and uh, and, and there there were a lot of highlights. I know. Uh, when George Takai came on screen, he was, it, it was, it was fun. Oh boy! Like, no, I like, I genuinely like George. Oh, Takai. I do too. But I'm talking about the the little plant that he had. That was just a glove. Uh, oh yeah, that I, somebody had on. It, it, someone just grew like, glued flower petals to a glove. Like I, I was watching it. I was like, at first it was okay. I was like, oh, that's good puppet work. But then it like spread open, and I was like, that is just a hand in a glove. Like there's no denying that. Like. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Like, a hand in a glove coming out of a paper mache volcano. And it was like, well, I'm glad to see that thing is getting work, but, you know, it's still kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. another thing reference. What was the first one? The thing. <laughs> oh. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do kind of wonder, like, uh, where they could have taken it. You know, if they were going to, if they, if they made it a little bit more heavy. Like, uh, mm. like the thing. Now, it's kind of interesting because I, the last, like, couple lines of the uh, episode, you could tell they were trying to go for a somewhat uh, philosophical ending. Yeah. Like, you know, because earlier they were talking about, like, the buffalo and how they were hunted to extinction, how yeah. this girl was, you know, this this creature was like a buffalo trying to survive, but, you know, the last of its kind. And then Spot or uh, Kirk kills it. Well, technically, Bones kills it. And um, as they're, like, you know, about to leave the planet, uh, Captain Kirk looks out at the the vast emptiness of space where the planet is and says, 
a buffalo or something like that. Oh, yeah. What's like wrong, Captain? Buffalo. I'm thinking yeah. about buffalo. Yeah, so, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. like, oh, you're trying so hard to be philosophical. But, but it's just empty. But, you know, I also, again, like, I, I appreciate that a little bit. Like, it, it's almost like watching a a, uh, a middle school production where it's like, <laughs> golly gee, they're trying so hard that you can't really you can't really laugh at them because, yeah, they may be using shower curtains, but they're <laughs> using the shower curtains right, you know, to make a set. Uh, I, I do. Like, that, that's, firstly, I would never think that you would be in support of shower curtains after that one movie. Well, at least, no, because they use that as a prop. You know, it's not the whole movie's up. The plot is shower <laughs> curtains. But, uh, one girl's one girl's quest to find her shower curtain. No, I'm not. I'm not I, I forget. I forget. What don't remember. It was called shower curtain. <laughs> I don't think it was, but in any case. But go on. Uh, where were we? Uh, the enter the. I just basically insulted a bunch of Star Trek fans by saying this was like watching a middle school production. Well, I, I guess uh, it it was still fairly you know new you know it was still a fairly innovative show and very kind of experimental. Uh, I think Lucille Ball kind of was one of the producers or yes. one of the one of the. Uh, She's one of the people who made it happen. You're right. Yeah, and uh, like the only time. Uh, sci-fi was kind of taken seriously was I think either later that you know that that same year or the year before with uh, Kubrick's 2001 and even that was critically panned when it first came out yeah Uh, because before that like all science fiction was all these kind of cheesy pulp like Flash Gordon and and shit like that and uh, you know things like Star Trek and and uh, 2001 and later Star Wars would, would be the uh, indi- you know the uh, kind of the industries that would later uh, make it a serious like genre, a, like a trailblazers. Yeah. You know that being said, like I'm gonna say something maybe controversial, but maybe not. Is that you know I actually really <laughs> liked uh, this episode. I mean, I I liked it in a way that uh, <laughs> that yeah. uh, like oh, it was entertaining. And I can't deny that it was entertaining. And again, it might be something that I might continue watching a few more episodes because even though there was that corniness to it, even though there was that attempted at a, a botched philosophy at the end, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't deny that there, you know, I couldn't deny there was something that intrigued me about it. There was something that drew me to it that was like, okay, even though it's all this stuff, like, I see what they're trying to do, and I I, I really appreciate what they're trying to get across. The, the philosophy does get better as the series goes on. Like, I, I, I know there is one... Uh, ooh. Was that, uh... I think that was you. Okay, I know there was one... Huh. Alright, so there was two, maybe. Uh, I know there was an episode, uh, where, wherein a... Uh, a planet was going through, like, a, a bit of a... Uh, racial turmoil, and, uh, it was, uh... They had, uh... Uh, their faces were divided in half. Half black, half white. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the race... W- the race war was based off of which side was black and which side was white. And Shatner was like, don't you see this? Like, the, the, the whole plot of the episode is that, you know, you're, you know, you're all people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, like, it was, it was a, a show that really kind of, uh, you know, it had a lot of firsts. Like, it had, like, the first on-screen interracial kiss. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, I, I forget some of the other... 
uh, things, but he also predicted a lot of technologies like cell phones and uh, Bluetooth ear devices and stuff like that. Yeah, ours aren't that big though. No. I'm thinking about the buffalo. Uh, you think he wanted to eat the buffalo? You think that's the, maybe that's where he was going? That that was a definitely a, a face of hunger. Like the one thing I do want to point out uh, as watching the show is like I, I understand that there is an Earth somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But it kind of made me feel like there wasn't. Like I know there's an Earth back home that they can go to, but at the same time I'm like, you know, what if they are just like basically an arc of uh yeah, like, that would suck they're going to, i know they say that they're just trying to go to these different planets for um you know to kind of exploration purposes yeah but what if it was like like we are we we are it like there's a reason we're exploring all these planets uh there's nothing to go back home to uh well i well, there's definitely, I guess, enough planets elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're, they're gonna find another one, yeah. Like, there, there's definitely plenty of colonies out there. Like, I... It does make me think that if this was, like, some sort of arc for, uh... You know, for the future of the human race... Like, he is an even worse captain by just yeah. letting them die willy-nilly. But it, it does explain the, uh, the massive ego. <laughs> like... I'm the leader of the rest of humanity. He is basically, if that was a true, he would be the king of humans. Yeah. Like, there is nobody at a higher rank than Captain Kirk. And it was kind of funny, like, Kirk the Jerk. Like, you know, he <laughs> he was, he had this weird swagger that I just felt was unearned. Yeah, he, he definitely had, he, he has an arrogance about him. That, uh, that, you know, even in the face of all of his mistakes, mm -hmm. like, he, he still has this, uh, this kind of uh, uh th this shit-eating uh pretentious grin on him but the thing is is that i found interesting is that um i actually like that about him i i i enjoyed this character like unironically i was like you know yeah. you don't really th it goes back to something i was saying i think a couple of months ago where you don't see a lot of bastard characters anymore yeah and i'm not saying that he's a straight-up bastard like you know he's definitely not but he is uh He's definitely not a safe character. Uh, no, he—he's. Uh, I, I would almost say he's a—he's a loose cannon. Like, like is very obvious that he's uh, that that Zap Brannigan is based off him. Oh yeah. And Zap Brannigan is almost just slightly <clears throat> exaggerated. Not not by much. Yeah, like I mean, it is not a. You know how I like to embellish. Yeah. Like. They didn't really need to embellish a lot with Zap Brannigan, uh, for, you know, to turn Captain Kirk into him. Spock, where are my legs? <laughs> like, like, oh, poor Kiff. Corv Kiff yeah. is Spock. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I did definitely, like, you know, I know that, again, he was based off him and everything like that, but it's like, man, like, I didn't realize how... Spot on. Yeah, like, how much swagger and almost buffoonery buffoonery buffoonish swagger that captain kirk had but of course this yeah. is just episode one i don't know maybe he uh maybe he settled down over the rest of the series no no not at all especially you know even in the movies he he's a, a bit of a uh hammy know-it-all well feeder i wonder who you could be oh uh, you want to know i know i know okay. the answer uh, are you spock also I don't know who we are. I think we sound like Statler and Waldorf. Well, Waldorf and... Spock. 
<laughs> the pauses are almost unbearable. Uh, like they're they're getting longer and longer. I, I like I, it's almost like a contest to see who can draw out the, the pause longest. And I, I think I think we we won't. Uh, like I know when the end comes, it's just uh, I mean not I mean the, oh, the episode, not the not the ultimate. Uh, it's just going to be the longest pause yet. Yeah, and people won't know. That'll hold a little. And I just won't continue. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll add a half hour of silence. <laughs> this way we'll get the full hour yeah, episode. Pe and people will be like, okay, it's a full... Like, after... How long do you think people will continue listening to it? Just to hear the SOBs? Well, yeah. Like, because we're definitely going to put the SOBs at the very end of the half yeah. hour of silence. Like, I don't know. If, I, if it were me, I'd at least fast forward through it. Like, I don't I imagine, I don't know, tell us how you were listening to these podcasts in the comments, or, I don't know, give us an email, I don't know. But, because I imagine people are just driving along, you know, like, listening to the podcasts on their, uh, on their Spotify or something, getting to, yeah. going to work, or maybe, uh, they're, they're delivering trucks stuff, I don't know. Delivering trucks? They're delivering trucks, uh, in a bigger truck. <laughs> it's a big-ass truck. A truck that's... Well, they're really small trucks in that yeah, truck. Yeah, they're, they're Tonka. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're delivering like truck hauls across the country. Yeah, and um, and I imagine they just listen to it like I don't feel like changing it. Let's see where this goes, and it's just silence. I I, I have a feeling it would it would either be that or it's just they're listening along kind of more as background music, and then I think it would be about five minutes. They're not, they're not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, like huh? I. Or maybe, like, someone just listened to it as they're, like, getting ready to go to sleep or something, just to kind of, you know, decompress, yeah. you know, with our, our wonderful voices, and, um, <laughs> and they, you know, they're listening through, and it's like, that'll hold a little, and it's like, after, like, five minutes, like, for some reason, with this silence, I actually can't get to sleep, uh, I, I have to turn this off and put on something else. Or, or it's just, the fact that it wasn't finished kind of took them out of that, uh, that that trance-like <laughs> state between sleep and wakeness. Like, they were just, they were dozing off. It was, like, almost there. They were cresting that hill, yep. you know, going over it, and then all of a sudden it's, like, that, that incompleteness. It just it hits them like a needle in the brain, <laughs> and it forces them into focus. What the hell is that? What's going on? Did, did it stop? No, it's still now dig on this. Is my phone volume? Are my headphones <laughs> broken? <laughs> Turning it up. No, no, I hear the... And then it's just really loud. Bees! <laughs> like, ugh. Well, now I'm fully awake. And partially deaf. So they go in, they start making, I don't know, uh, bacon or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what people do. When I, I can't get to sleep, that's what I do. You make bacon? No. But I do go out and start doing stuff. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I could always just switch to the next episode. <laughs> No, they have to hear this all the way through. Like, <laughs> I have heard every SOBs in the entire history of the podcast. I'm not about to stop doing it now. Like, I can't get to sleep without this. <laughs> and for some reason, the fast forward is disabled. Like, I'm pushing the fast, but I don't know where to stop it. At the end, no, because we're going to say SOBs and have another three minutes of silence. <laughs> and I imagine, you know, like, at the 15-minute mark... It'll be the beat, and then at the half hour, it'll be Sss. like, "Ah, oh, these sons of bitches! I hate them." And They're they, the worst. They miss it the first time. They're like, "That'll hold a little." So, and then like you know, they just keep on skipping. Sss. 
I know he said he had to have said B before that. Hold on a second, <laughs> and they have to keep on rewinding it. Or they're they're they uh, they're listening, they're rewinding, and they doze off, and they miss it again. Like son of a <laughs> bitch, because they, they're just woken up by this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 rewind. You know the the boys need me. The crew needs me. <laughs> That'll hold a little- No, I heard that, I heard that, I heard that. Oh, they just throw the phone out the window. Hey, that... free phone! <laughs> yeah. That'll hold a little what? That's so... Hmm. It's, it's like a contagious meme. <laughs> it spreads to more and more people. And as soon as they, they do it, like, they can't get to sleep until it's complete. That's- that's how it spreads. Yep, and it's just, it's, it, did I, uh, did, did we watch that movie where they, they couldn't uh, sleep? yeah, they couldn't sleep until they died? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know if we did it for the podcast, though. I don't think we did. It, it wasn't that good, but it wasn't the worst. It, it was watchable, and, uh, is that, was that the one with the dwindle? No, 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 the dwindle, the, we watched that, we watched that one with the sleeping back uh, when we were still in uh, the other apartment. Uh, the dwindle was oh. in this apartment. Oh, the dwindle. We'll have to tell you about the dwindle sometime. Yeah, hey, we got time, don't we? Like... No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot in the dwindle to talk about. Uh, we don't have, like, we only have like about we don't have. Yeah, left. we don't have dwindle time. So, if you want to know about the dwindle, because I'm sure we'll remember it, uh, um, then uh, send us a uh, postcard to the South Pole, uh, care of, I don't know, the thing. <laughs> and just, just tie it to the nearest albatross you find. Mark will get it. Yeah, I'll find it. Uh, and then that'll be that. Yeah. Then you can know what or who, who the dwindle is. So, on that note... Um, this will do it for our first uh, Antarctica podcast. I uh, hope you're still listening and uh, keep watching the skies. Take it easy. Uh, toodaloo. That'll hold a little less hope.
Peace.